Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. We are so excited to chat with you today. If you're joining us after the broadcast or on the podcast, we are so glad you're here. And Jordan, I have to say, I am glad to be here in the office. And I just, to set the stage, my children are at school <laughs> and I am at the office. And that feels revolutionary um, given, given events in the last year. I know. I mean, you've got the backlighting going on. You, you've got the the knickknacks over your left shoulder. My oh goodness. yeah, I'm knickknacked up. <laughs> you are in a professional studio. It looks like <laughs> right. It's so exciting. I'm just. I'm glad to be here. Well, today, if you're joining us on the podcast or the live stream, uh, we're going to be talking to the CBD industry as a whole about effectively communicating to your employees and your consumers about federal cannabis reform. There was a pretty big vote that happened earlier this week, which we're sure you've heard of. But by the end of this episode, we want to make sure that you can proactively address industry changes and position yourself as a knowledgeable source for people looking to learn more. And we know that a lot of people are looking to learn more. So we're going to break this down into three mini conversations, as we always do. First, we're going to recap the major laws and milestones in the CBD industry. Then we're going to give you an insider media relations, which is one of our specialties, um, an insider media relations take on the recent House passage of the Safe Banking Act. And finally, we're going to look ahead at what the current administration, the Biden administration has planned for the cannabis industry reform and how it may impact CBD. There's a lot we're gonna cover today. We are kind of taking everybody to school as my as my kids are in school. Then we're here doing CBD school on Move the Stairs and it's very exciting. Yeah, so buckle up. Uh, make sure you've got a pen and a notepad so you can take some notes as needed. And if you are going to be joining in on the conversation, we want you to answer how closely do you follow federal, state, or even local legislature when it comes to cannabis-related policies? So let us know. Jump into the chat, and we'll be happy to get back to you, uh, whether it's on the podcast via email or in the uh, conversation chat box. 
And remember, we've always got a free downloadable one sheet with every episode. So make sure to grab that. You can find it on our website at movethestairs.com. You can click on the latest blog post for today and uh, find it there. And today we're featuring brand building during rapid cultural change, which um, it's funny because we have a lot of history to cover. So you could say that there's been rapid cultural change around CBD and, and uh the whole industry for the past few years. But as we will get into here, um, CBD and hemp and all of the associated industry uh, plants have been changing for quite some time, right? Yeah. So believe it or not, um, there was a point in time in this country that marijuana was legal. Um, so you the cultivation of marijuana and the cultivation of hemp um, were both legal prior to 1937. So this is where your history lesson begins. So everyone, please join us and open your textbooks to page one as we uh, <laughs> revisit the federal CBD laws and milestones here on our Move the Stairs Friday chat. So 1937 is when everything changed. Um, this was nearly a century ago that lawmakers criminalized marijuana. Big problem because hemp farmers who chose to continue growing hemp were taxed big time to the point where uh, most of them could no longer afford to grow the plant. Um, and that caused big problems. So essentially, you had an entire uh, cultivation of hemp and marijuana come to an end. And from that legislation back in 1937, the general public kind of lumped those two terms right. together. Didn't understand that they were very different things. Exactly. So it wasn't until 1940 when we had the discovery of CBD, um, you know, where things started to change a little bit. But the public perception really up until the new millennium um, was very much the same, that marijuana and hemp are the same thing. CBD, THC, no difference, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> very wrong. Entirely wrong. So fast forward to 1970. And Congress passed the Controlled Substances Act, and this classified marijuana as a Schedule I narcotic. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Schedule I drugs include things um, like heroin, ecstasy, LSD, and other drugs that, according to the Department of Justice, quote, have no currently accepted medical use in the United States, a lack of of accepted safety for use under medical supervision and a high potential for abuse. So that's when um, marijuana got lumped in with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, potentially very problematic drugs. And, and that kind of solidified the perception of CBD uh, and marijuana as the same thing and illegal, which as we've mentioned is not true. So because there was no differentiation between hemp and marijuana in 1937 and CBD, which contains no psychoactive ingredients, was listed or on the same terms uh, with the federal government as heroin. So this is really um, kind of the, the beginning of the troubles here um, for even just some basic understanding of the difference between CBD and marijuana. Yeah. And, you know, you have to go forward another 44 years to 2014 as there had been um, a little bit of research done and even some states um, going ahead to try and 
um, legalize um, hemp production. But unfortunately, because of that Schedule One narcotic classification by the government, even states that had said, hey, you can go ahead and do this, people just didn't want to cut through the bureaucratic red tape to try to cultivate hemp and, and try to pursue CBD. So eventually Congress uh, got back together in 2014 and they passed the Farm Bill, which finally identified the differences between CBD and THC. And here's what they said is, um, you know, according to the, the official definition, at least in 2014, they defined hemp as cannabis sativa containing 0.3% or less THC. And with the new rules in 2014, that allowed for agricultural development uh, uh, through departments of higher education and other academia to cultivate hemp for research purposes. And more importantly, and in some aspects, as we're seeing now, confusedly, uh, the DEA uh, was no longer the lone organization responsible for the oversight of hemp. Um, now, the FDA and the USDA were going to be the two governing bodies that looked at hemp. Is it any wonder that consumers are confused here? I mean, just <laughs> I'm listen confused, to the, and we've done the right? research. <laughs> listen to the alphabet soup here of CBD, THC, USDA, FDA, DEA. I mean, that's an astounding amount of information to have to understand <clears throat> what those acronyms stand for, what those departments might do, how they're all related or not related. I mean, it's really no wonder that people are very confused, you know, even to this day, um, just on the difference between CBD and, and THC and marijuana. So fast forward another four years, and there was enough study by researchers that Congress felt comfortable to pass the Hemp Farming Act, <clears throat> which was included in the Farm Bill of 2018. This further defined hemp as the plant cannabis sativa L and any part of that plant, including the seeds thereof and all derivatives, extracts, cannabinoids, isomers, acids, salts, and salts of iomers, whether growing or not with a Delta nine, hold on, tetrahydrocannabidiol concentration of not more right than 0.3% on a dry weight basis. Again, I say, is it any wonder that people are so confused? So translation, hemp is federally legal. That includes CBD. CBD is no longer governed by the DEA. Okay, so it's getting, you know, the, the knot is getting untangled a little bit here. But I think for anybody outside of the CBD industry, unless you're really committed to these products, um, you're not going to know this. You're not going to have this background. So like many federal laws, there was a provision in the Farm Bill of 2018 that allowed states to create their own oversight and restrict restrictions on hemp cultivation. And it's always important to stay on top of what these laws look like in your state with generally more um, strict regulations in places uh, or states that do not have legalized recreational or medical marijuana. So we're in Colorado, you know, pretty, pretty uh, progressive place where all sorts of stuff is legal. So I think in Colorado, you could say um, 
people have a little bit more understanding. They've heard of it more. We've been talking about it for what, Jordan, 10 years, mm-hmm. I think at least 10 years. So, um, you know, people here have, have a more familiarity with it than a state that maybe just uh, legalized medical marijuana or just legalized CBD. Um, so I think you really cannot take for granted a blanket understanding um, of the public that the public might have between the two really across the country. Yeah, I mean, you look at um, Idaho, who just recently uh, legalized hemp cultivation and, you know, how far, um, you know, the differences were between Colorado and Idaho, who, you know, just said, hey, go for it starting in 2022. So I, I think it's a really great point um, that depending on where you are, you, you may have a different public perception of what's happening out there within the CBD industry. So with that being said, how important is it for you? We want you to jump into the comments here or uh, shoot us a note. Uh, how important is it that your consumers know the history behind legislation impacting CBD? And don't forget, we also have that free downloadable one sheet with all of those actionable strategies to help you uh, revamp your messaging during this uh, cultural change. Uh, or if you're just getting started, that's fine too. So Sarah, with that, what does it mean to move the stairs, the premise, the basis of our podcast? The basis of the podcast and the blog and the blog and the website. So you may notice that Diane is not here today um, and she's off taking some some time off, which is wonderful. Um, But Diane was um, at a political convention and was trying to get the candidate when he came off the stage first, because in network news, if you don't get the candidate first, it doesn't matter what position you're in after that. It's first or nothing. And so Diane walked up to the stage and, you know, the stairs were going the other way right to the competition and she couldn't figure out what to do until she noticed that the stairs are bolted to the stage and you just unbolt them and they're on wheels. So then you pick them up and wheel them to the other side, (laughs) which is delightfully devious. And I particularly (laughs) appreciate that. But I mean, what a solution, right? Instead of standing there going, oh boy, there's nothing I can do, or what am I going to do? Or my boss is going to scream and holler and, you know, and kill me. And I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. He's going to go to the other competition first. Nope. You know, she figured out, took a look at the situation and figured out how to solve it. So that's how we approach everything at MNC Communications. We try to figure out for our clients, how do we move the stairs every single week? Look at the situation and think, what can we do here? What might be an interesting, unusual, different take? How can we go at this uh, a slightly different way and make it happen for our clients? So it's really important. It's a foundational um, philosophy that we have here at MNC Communications. Move the stairs. Doesn't matter what's going on. Get it done. Make it happen. I'd like to say we make some darn good lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) Lemonade, exactly. Right. So um, getting back on topic, the Safe Banking Act, we've already mentioned it uh, once, and that passed in the House of Representatives on Monday night. What could this mean for federal uh, CBD regulations? And I think one of the things that we look at when we see a major piece of legislation come across or a breaking news story is where is the media going to go with this story next? Mm -hmm. And even though this bill 
is uh, really catered toward the marijuana industry, you're still going to have some ripple effects back to those folks who are working in CBD. Because remember, um, especially when this is making headlines, you have a lot of people in this country who still do not know the difference between CBD and THC. They don't know if one, both, neither um, get people high. So from an insider media relations standpoint, when we've seen things, um, you know, really kind of progress, even in the last 10 years, when it comes to um, legalized marijuana, we've got 17 states that have legalized recreational marijuana. And it seems like every uh, voting cycle, every two to four years, you get more and more for um, more and more states joining that. You have 36 states, uh, more than majority in this country, have legalized medical marijuana and others are well on their way. So I think there are two sides to this coin. Um, you know, you have the the first side being that cannabis, um, THC, CBD, all of these things are becoming more widely accepted in this country. Mm-hmm which is great if you have the messaging behind your product. And if you work on both sides, if you work on CBD side and you work on the THC side, this is a win-win for you. But if you're on one side or the other, this is where you really have to make sure that your messaging is straight as a CBD business owner. So yes, it's becoming less of a kind of a cringy um, drug word, like, you know, uh, pot growing up in the 1990s is a really cringy word. And I feel like kids growing up now, Sarah, you have kids that age where you're probably having those conversations. Um, it's not as cringeworthy um, for Gen Z and beyond as it was, I think, for millennials. Right. And then the other side of the coin here um, is, is this being a really good opportunity for folks saying, hey, I can now differentiate what my product is compared to these other products that may be coming on the market soon in my state. Well, and that's so important because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of newsjacking, which is a term that we use um, in insider media relations. So when something happens and you have an angle that is related to it, you can kind of jump in on, you know, ride the coattails of something that's happening. So, you know, you can jump in here and educate about the use of CBD, um, how it's used, how it's made, how it's grown and how it's different from marijuana, Um, you know, and, you know, you might find that news media are receptive to that kind of information, especially in those states where, you know, it's it's newly legalized um, or, you know, various iterations of of, uh, marijuana are are newly legalized. Um, so that you could, you know, grab media attention that you wouldn't normally be able to get, you know, because now you can say, look, let's 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 uh, help educate your viewers, your listeners, your readers on what these things are and are not, um, which is really important. So what does the Safe Banking Act do and how could it potentially affect the CBD industry? So according to Reuters, The bill clarifies that proceeds from legitimate cannabis businesses would not be considered illegal and directs federal regulators to craft rules for how they would supervise such banking activity. Now, MarketWatch says the bill would exempt cannabis business transactions from being considered proceeds from an illegal activity and subject, therefore, to anti-money laundering laws. 
It would also prohibit banking regulators from asking banks to terminate a customer account unless there was a valid reason aside from reputation risk. So this is really critically important to the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. Banks typically do not do business with marijuana retailers because marijuana is still a Schedule One narcotic. This means it's either a cash-only enterprise or their dealings with financial institutions are you know, hugely complicated and problematic. So that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, while a similar bill met a you know, fateful end in the Senate back in 2019, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has stated that he'd like to see a bill like this be passed into law now. So, you know, our one sheet is brand building during rapid cultural change. We're talking about maybe not seismic, but significant mm-hmm. change from 2018, 2019. Here we are in 2021. This is a rapid change in the industry. Um, and if you are in the industry on a daily basis, you're up on it, right? We're reading about it. You know about it. You know all of the, um, you know, the sort of ins and outs and, and whatnot. And it's easy to forget that your consumers, um, voters, the general public does not have the background that you do in this uh, information and in the changes that are happening in the industry. So that's the importance of taking an insider media relations look at this. Um, How can I help the media and therefore the general public and potential new customers understand the implications of some of these laws because the media is going to need to explain it. They're going to need somebody who can talk about it, you know, whom it affects. Well, why not you, right? If you're an expert in the industry, that's exactly why you're setting yourself up to be a thought leader using insider media relations. Exactly. And I, I look at this and say, you know, what does this mean specifically for you um, working in the industry? And I, I want to just kind of bring this conversation full circle here and throw some numbers at you that might have you raising your eyebrows a little bit. You know, as we alluded to earlier, the public perception of the cannabis industry as a whole is changing. Um, CBD has a little bit more of a head start ahead of marijuana. Um, However, we've got a long way to go. Um, A recent poll by Politico and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Health found that only 54% of American adults are familiar with CBD products. Of that 54%, 15% are actually users of CBD products. So 15, one five. One five, right? yes. One, one five. five, 15%. They use the CBD products. You still have 46% of American adults have no idea what CBD products are. And those right. are the people who need to be reached, especially as you have a, um, a forward progressive Congress uh, in both houses, and also um, a president in the White House who has committed to, on some levels, um, federal marijuana reform. So something to think about, you know, the legalization of the Farm Bill in 2018, really, in hindsight, not too far behind in the rearview mirror. So this education piece, although you and I know what we're talking about, there's a lot of people out there who don't. And with um, this piece of legislation, um, you know, gaining some some momentum 
in the media, as Sarah pointed out, this is a great opportunity to kind of newsjack that and say, hey, um, you know, just want to drop some knowledge on you and give you a little bit of a refresher into what our products are and what they do and how they differ um, from some of the products you may see on the market, um, you know, down the line. So what do you think? We want to know how you think about the Safe Banking Act. Will it impact your CBD business? Be sure to let us know in the comments section. And let's take a quick look ahead to next week for a moment. Join us on the Move the Stairs conversation um, where you're going to just get a fascinating deep dive from our friends at, at Greenheart CBD. And <clears throat> these guys have their fingers in so many different pies. It's unbelievable. They are using drone technology to help um, oversee the quality of um, CBD from really from seed to, to production. Um, they are using sustainable, um, helping farmers use sustainable practices um, when they are growing their hemp. And they are working with farmers to help them grow hemp, um, which is a much higher, um, you know, higher, uh, what am I trying to say, Jordan? They make a whole lot more money. Exactly. Up to 500% more um, than cash crops, especially yeah. in these developing countries. It can be um, just a game changer for some of these folks. Right. So we're going to have a, a great conversation with them and learn about um, really kind of the technological side and cooling and cryptocurrency. It's fascinating, um, all of the background here. So email or um, post your questions for that. Um, if you'd like to ask something of our friends at Greenheart CBD next week on the Move the Stairs conversation. But let's keep it going here, Jordan. Uh, yeah. Staying on topic, right? Yeah, we have to, we have kind of built up, it's been a crescendo of, um, you know, what has happened in the past. How did we get to where we are now? So it's only fitting that we look to see where we're going in the future, um, especially when it comes to FDA regulations for your CBD brands um, and also sweeping um, marijuana reform at the federal level. So staying on topic, Congress um, and the Biden administration, um, they're on the same street, heading in the same direction, but Congress seems to be uh, moving a little bit faster than the Biden administration. We're seeing a little bit more progression with Congress. That being said, um, in a press conference on Tuesday, the White House press secretary said uh, after she was asked about President Biden's uh, position on reform, and I quote, she said, the president supports leaving decisions regarding legalization for recreational use up to the states, rescheduling cannabis as a Schedule II drug so researchers can study its positive and negative impacts, and at the federal level, he supports decriminalizing marijuana use and automatically expunging any prior criminal records. He also supports legalizing medicinal marijuana. So there's a lot in that basket, Sarah. <laughs> well, but I'll sh here's the thing. The, what is not in that basket? Specific reference to CBD. Mm -hmm. Right? That's all talking about medical marijuana. So that's what... Um, or, or marijuana in general. Um, so that's what people are thinking about right now. So right. going back to your, what, 54%, only 54% have heard of CBD and, and what, 15% have tried it. Mm -hmm. 
wait a minute, you know, is this an opportunity to educate about the difference between the two? Right. So you, you still have that 46% of the population not familiar with CBD products. Um, they may have heard of CBD, but the, they may not know that you can do CBD oil or gummies or drinks right. or, you know, any of the number of products that um, are out there on the market right now. So the way you look at this is if you have sweeping federal reform of marijuana mm -hmm. laws, um, there could be a rather significant messaging problem if that sweeping legislation takes place, especially for your CBD brand that may be in a state where recreational marijuana is not a thing. Right, right. And then you've got a, a major education challenge on your hand. Mm -hmm. So as far as CBD, CBD legislation is concerned, the FDA um, remains at a fair to say standstill when it mm -hmm. comes to labeling and marketing. We've been hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping um, you know, for some guidance, some um, clarity. Um, while CBD is legal, there are no FDA approved CBD products. And that means that retailers um, or companies, CBD companies cannot make medical claims or even therapeutic claims about their products without potentially driving um, very negative attention from the FDA. And to date, the FDA has, has issued a number of warning letters to different companies um, in the U.S. for breaking those rules. And we've talked about this over and over and over again when it comes to building brand protection PR for your CBD business. Um, this means that you can't say, oh, you know, our product does this or our, our um, customers say our product does this or boy, it really helps with all of these things you've got to patrol your social media um, so that, you know, even if somebody gets on and says, oh my gosh, it's great. It helps me do this, that, and the other thing. That's probably a comment that you need to hide um, because we just don't have the clarity yet on what will draw the um, a rebuke from the FDA. Um, so hopefully some more clarity is coming in that department. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> In the near term, um, you've seen Congress fairly well focused on, um, you know, federal marijuana reform, which you would think that the FDA would kind of take some notes from that based on, you know, what laws may or may not pass, because um, they're going to have their hands full if that's the case. Um, <laughs> so uh, what we do know, though, um, within the FDA is last month, the FDA commissioner issued a press release. And there was quite a bit in it, so I encourage you to read it. Um, and you can actually go to our blog's um, page at movethestairs.com, and I've included a link to it. Uh, but to summarize, Commissioner Hahn said that he is committed, and the FDA is committed, to educating the public potential uh, about the risks of using CBD, uh, closing the knowledge gap in both safety and potential benefits, and then monitoring the marketplace with a focus on the greatest risk to public harm. And as Sarah pointed out, uh, warning letters are still going out for so far this year and counting. So if your brand already has a strong PR outreach strategy, I think we're at the point now, Sarah, where you stay the course. You, you mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing to educate your followers. You keep making sure that um, your, your loyal fans are not making claims on your page. Now, um, it's important to point out that other publications can say, 
hey, we interviewed Joe and Joe says that, um, you know, uh, this company's um, uh, topical did this for him. That's OK. As long as you're not putting it out there, you're all right. Um, and then lastly, as you're trying to um, promote this information and educate the public, this is, you know, one of those scenarios where you could be that go to person uh, for local media, even national mm -hmm. media, really mm -hmm. um, want your opinion on what's happening in the world as these changes are beginning to take place. But, Sarah, I would ask you if somebody doesn't have a robust PR outreach plan right now, is it too late to jump on the bandwagon? Is it too late to get going on this? Well, it's never too late to get going on it. I mean, it's never too late to build your brand protection PR strategy, um, but get going, right? The important part is to get started um, because it, this really is a long game. You know, building that kind of strategy, building a loyal, activated community, it takes time. Um, building a, um, a great educational um, component into your social media outreach takes a while to kind of find your voice and figure out what resonates with your audience. So, you know, the, the sooner you get started, the sooner you get there, right? You know, start now, start today. I couldn't agree more. So do what you can and position yourself um, to be a leader. So that whether, you know, it's your customers who come asking you a question or it's it's a member of local media, you're going to be prepared to answer that question. And again, this is all part of it's a fundamental pillar of um, brand protection PR. And ultimately, that's what we want for you know all of our listeners and all of our clients. Right. I mean, it's it's really developing thought leadership um, as a you know, one of those legs of the stool of, of brand protection PR. And it's really critically important. So we want to know what you think. Let us know in the comments how you're going to use this brand protection strategy. Uh, we love to hear what you guys are doing out there. And to briefly recap today's Move the Stairs chat, we've talked about the history of CBD industry laws going a good ways back, Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about implications of the recent passage of the Safe Banking Act. And we have kind of you know, looked a little bit into the crystal ball on where the FDA may go with future regulation uh, around CBD. So, man, packed show today, Jordan. Yeah, no kidding. And we thank everybody who joined us uh, this afternoon. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, just remember, we are here to help you protect your CBD business with brand protection PR. And you are always more than welcome to jump in on the conversation anytime. Feel free to drop us a line, shoot us an email, carrier pigeon. That is also accepted for, you know, forms of communication for us at MNC because we would absolutely love to hear from you. If you are listening on the podcast, please uh, like our podcast subscribe, review, and uh, certainly tell your friends about it as well. And we'll see you right back here next week, uh, next week, same time, same place, and have a great weekend, everybody.